Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nerds Adulting, your nerdy podcast for adults. I am your common weekly sort of monthly host, Peter, and today I am super excited because I have a new host with me, Ruthie. Ruthie, how are you doing today? I am doing great. It's Sunday, and usually that means my laziest day of the week, so... Yep, same here. It's the the day that I could sit on my butt and play video games and piss off my wife no i'm just kidding there you Uh, go (laughs) so um we met on reddit i put i put out a little um post and i think it was our podcasting or our our podcast i was looking for you know female nerds to come join us it got toxic really quick and i deleted it and uh you were one of the only people that really responded because it wasn't up for very long before it took a turn to the dark side pretty quickly um so (laughs) i'm really excited um i looked at some of your stuff um, this is, should be uh, a ton of fun. We're going to talk about uh, some news topics that have come out recently. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about our uh, big things that are coming out, mostly movies and games, maybe some TV shows that are coming out for the year of 2020. So it's a 2020-themed show. But before we get to all of that, I kind of want to know a little bit about you. So I'm going to give you a chance to uh, present your nerd card, for lack of a better <laughs> term. Um, so tell us a little about you. I'm kind of interested to, to know more. Uh, awesome. Well, presently, uh, yeah, I am on Reddit. I am a writer and vocal content creator. Um, and it spans from everything to mundane to adult content. Um, and so, and that's kind of, uh, I've recently got into podcasting a lot. So I've joined a lot of podcasting subreddits for getting my feet wet, knowing I want to be cutting edge, I want opinions, I want to know, you know, people that have done it before. So, and that's kind of how I came across your post. And I was like, I'm a nerd. (laughs) I'm a girl. Uh, I could represent females pretty well, I think. So um, that's why I hit you up. Um, Yeah. So other than that, that's it. As far as my nerd card, uh, I've been gaming since the 90s. Um, I am the only girl in a family of several boys. And so I've gamed with them a lot. I have a lot of bros (laughs) Um, and stuff. And so, yeah, uh, as far as that, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd, Uh, sci-fi, fantasy, Dungeons and Dragons, video games, all of it. I don't know. It's just uh, that's the kind of girl that I am. So I have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, I was like, talk nerd stuff. Yeah, I'm down. Awesome. You said you're a sci-fi fan. Do you happen to watch The Expanse or read the books? I'm kind of curious. Um, I actually, uh, I had started the expanse, uh-huh. um, and then I had to put it away because I had so much that I was trying to do at the time, mm. but, um, I've heard things like lately about it and I'm like, Oh, I need to get back yeah. into it. You, it uh, and I'm a huge reader. So I'm like, uh, I've if, heard reading them too. is great. Yeah. I, so I have a long commute. I have like a hour and 20 minute commute. So don't, don't ask. It's a long drive, but <laughs> I've been listening to the books and watching the show. I'm caught up to like halfway through season two, but the books are so good. And then this is one of the rare instances where the, the video adaptation is so good as well. Um, oh, wow. yeah, it's highly recommended if you're a sci-fi fan, it'll change, it'll probably change your view on, on sci-fi. Cause it's so sciencey, but there's enough fiction in there where it kind of 
Because you know, usually like Star Wars, like it's more fiction than science, right? So, but the yeah, ex- like it, it couldn't be applicable. It's almost like right. it's so far ahead of us, or just so, de- like you said, so sci-fi. It's we know it's not going to happen, or at least not in our lifetime, not even close. Right. So I could get what you're saying. Yeah. If it's more applicable, you're like, this could be going on right now. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's it's really good. So I hope you get to check it out. I highly recommend. Yeah, it. But you said sci-fi, and that's what I'm kind of big into. So um, thank you for sharing that. I'm really excited to to get into some stuff. So um, I'd like to get into what we've been doing the past week. What kind of nerdy stuff like you've been doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what what are you, what are you into right now? Are you watching any shows, any games, any books, anything that you're you're doing right now that you're consuming that you uh, like to talk about? Um. So right now. I'm kind of like, it's funny because I'm, I'm really, um, I'm a content creator, like I said. Mm-hmm. So I've actually been doing a lot of research. Um, I'm on this huge pirate kick right now. <laughs> pirate as in like R or like stealing yeah, stuff. Yeah, R. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, it's also, I've also been looking at um, the pirate side of like uh, steampunk piracy and stuff like mm. that. I don't know. I'm just... Uh, it's been like this huge thing for me lately and I I just want to write and create content for it. So I've just been like consuming old pirate tales, um, futuristic pirate tales, um, just everything. Um, I've also been um, rereading Saga. I don't know if you've ever read Saga. If you're sci-fi, you should. Okay. Um, no graphic novel Saga. It is tremendous. Um, and I think as far as the graphic novels, they're on volume nine which in graphic novels is about five comic books per not per Mm -hmm. you know go um but it's tremendous i've been rereading it because it's very like warlike futuristic races uh it's got like D &D elements um but very sci-fi and then also throws in some like 80s camp vibe here and there so yeah i would totally check that out if nobody's checked that out check it out it'll change your life as far as like sci-fi graphic novels interesting so saga okay got it um Mm -hmm. Anything else, or is that pretty much it? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I have been looking at like news and different things, and keeping up with um, uh, all the uh, Baby Yoda memes. Oh, Baby Yoda! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's I've got a love hate relationship with it. Uh-huh. I mean, he's cute. I get it, but there's also like there's I don't know. It's kind of like I also saw the I saw the um, the image of like the baby Jabba. Or Jabba, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it. I People say different, but Jabba. Uh-huh. I saw it too, but I'm like, I think he's just as cute. <laughs> so I'm just like, you're playing off the fact that most baby things are cute. And if I had to choose, I'd choose Jabba because I just like little fat things. <laughs> Anything fat, it, I just hits my button. I'm like, chunk. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I'm just like been keeping up with all that and stuff. In general, I've just been really delved deep into the pirate thing because I want to create a big piece of content. This spring summer season oh nice no yeah i definitely i would like to check that out and also i'm gonna check out uh saga like you said um did you are you gonna get your build-a-bear baby yoda when it comes out did you hear about that (laughs) (laughs) i did hear about it and i guess that's one of my things it's love hate because i'm like okay we're going a bit far you know (laughs) but i mean you know it's uh but it's cute though i mean like would i be opposed to having one no but at the same time i'm like okay guys it's it's cute but I mean, on the cuteness scale, he's like a seven. Like, I mean, he's great, but it's it just it's just become a big thing, and it's funny. I think I saw somebody, I saw a meme recently that said, 
you know, why did you think we wouldn't freak out about Baby Yoda? We, the whole country freaked out about a talk or like the return of a chicken sandwich. Oh. So, yeah. So I saw that and I was just like, oh, it's so true though. Yeah, I'm getting mine. Day one, I'll be there with my daughter probably getting a Baby, oh, a baby yeah, Yoda yeah. stuffed. Yeah, I'll dress him up appropriately. He won't be wearing any shiny shoes or sequin vests or anything like that. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I'm going to keep it, uh, you know, canon as much, much as possible. So. Good, um, good. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's funny because I actually, I think last week, Etsy, uh, there's people on Etsy selling Baby Yoda stuff, um, and they were mm-hmm. got a cease and desist letter, uh, but yeah, they changed so, yeah. it to like Baby Alien. It's just it was really funny, like how like yes. how popular it's gotten that they're actually sending these Disney sending these notices to Etsy because of the infringement of copyright. I mean, Etsy is huge on copyright infringement, but it's kind of funny. I just I thought that was hilarious. Oh um, yeah, they are, and if you've been to cons, you see like people trying oh, yeah. to avoid that fringent all the time. Like I went. Uh, I love cosplay and conventions and I went and it's funny the wig makers how they come up with all these names <laughs> for the wigs but when you look at it you're like oh my gosh I totally know what that's from but it'll be like you know pop star heroine you know yeah. and you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> you know so it's funny yeah that's uh yeah um cons are always interesting I always wonder because some people don't even hide it like I saw I bought like a bunch of pins from parks and rec and I was like vote nope 2020 was one of them that I bought and I was like <laughs> This is clear, clearly copyright infringement, but no one really cares, I guess, in some in some of those things. So it's just it's funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, I actually so I someone on Twitter posted how much they loved Kingdom Hearts uh, three. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Kingdom Hearts series. It came out on PS2. Oh Lord, years ago, right? And, yeah, um, years ago. Yeah, no, I was around when it came. Yeah, I mean, I was around. I was, you know, I'm a gamer my whole life. But these are like just one of those games I didn't get around to playing. So funny story. She was like, "It's great. You should play it. I would highly recommend recommend playing uh, the one and two. So I went out GameStop had a buy two get one free on used games. I don't, I don't buy used games. I don't buy games in general physically. I buy all digital. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because as I've grown, I've run out of space. You know, uh, I don't have places to put my collections anymore. So I like. Oh digital. yeah. Well, when you get married and you have kids you yes like, <laughs> you lose space all your space <laughs> is very is a luxury that i just don't have right now um right? but anyways yeah so i bought that i also got near another great game came out uh, a few years ago but anyways uh it's what's funny about it is uh it's an hd remake or hd redo sort of say um of mm-hmm. the original kingdom hearts game and then i also got kingdom hearts 3 so i was playing kingdom hearts 1 and my daughter's like who's that you know, because it's Donald Duck and Goofy. She's, yeah. you know, she's a big Disney fan, and she knows those characters, right? She's seven. Mm-hmm. Now I can't even play that game unless she's sitting with me. Like she will not <laughs> allow me to play this game unless she's sitting down there watching. So it's yeah, exactly. It's very good. Like I remember it. Uh, it just give it's a it approaches all those characters in a way that it's not so like it where a kid can relate, but also like an adult, you can have that nostalgia. F- nostalgia fill to yeah. it you know because it's not so baby yeah. i know that when they, they have those characters it's usually so baby down for younger kids that adults are like oh please don't make me sit through this game <laughs> you know like if you, but um yeah no i really it was a very different take when it came out i think it was kind of groundbreaking in that you see these characters and they're dealing with all these dark elements and 
there's so many messages in those games and stuff. So I've followed them quite a bit. I haven't got to play all of them, but yeah. I've followed them. I'm about 10 hours in and it's it's really it's really good. I was kind of mad mm-hmm. at myself that I didn't play it when I had the chance. But uh, I'm, so I'm, gonna play, I'm planning on playing through that and to and then watch some videos on the other. There's like a bajillion Kingdom Hearts games. I didn't realize how many there were. You know, there's yeah, there's three, and then there's so many other ones. So uh, luckily, you can watch. Uh, thank, thanks for modern technology and YouTube. I can watch, you know, <laughs> uh, right, all right. the cutscenes. So that's what that's what uh, I found a really good article of someone that told you what basically was laying out what games to play and what games you can skip or what games you should at least watch the the cutscenes. So um, yeah, that's what pretty much I've been doing this past week. And I also uh, I I went from I had a Note Eight and I went to a, an iPhone 11 Pro. It's been okay. I've been an Android user for oh god ten years I think now so it's been an interesting um, and now you are a trader we yeah <laughs> yeah I'm uh, I'm the the snobby a hole you know guy that that thinks he's better than everyone because he's like you know got the Apple logo on his phone you know, got the three big cameras no it's been an interesting journey I'm thinking about writing about it because it's just going it's very the OS and the navigation of the OS is very different. Um, oh, it is. It's just very, the whole journey up until now has been kind of it was interesting slash frustrating at some points. Um, but now mm-hmm. it's been great. So I've been really happy with it. So I've been playing around with that for the past couple of weeks now. So um, nice. I'm really enjoying the camera. I will say the iPhone 11 Pro camera is pretty effing sweet. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to post a lot of pictures here. I've been posting on my not my not my Instagram, my Twitter. I've been posting on my Twitter because you can keep the actual um, resolution rate on Twitter. So it, we went to Charleston, yeah. South Carolina last weekend. I took a lot of oh. amazing pictures. So, um, oh nice, yeah. And that's pretty much all that I, that I've been doing uh, besides being very busy at work and driving a whole lot as usual. But uh, yeah, so um, I kind of want to get into some news topics, uh, some things that have come out this past couple of weeks. Uh, what do you say? You want to go over some of those now? Yeah. Sounds good. All right, cool. Um, so I guess we'll start off with some surprise, surprise Star Wars news. <laughs> uh, <Woo>! Yeah. <laughs> well, what would be a nerd nerd podcast without Star Wars, right? So. Um, right. So. I mean, it doesn't matter where they're doing or what they're doing. There is always Star Wars news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And thank you for John Boyega. I don't know if you saw a couple weeks ago the whole two, the drama that went down with him. That was hilarious. But um, I wanted to get into the what was that? I said I didn't see it. I'll have to look it up. Yes. Yeah, I tried to be on. Yeah. It, there was a whole bunch of drama that went down when he posted something about uh, moving in on Ray now that Kylo's dead. And <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah, like it I was, bet that did it was. Stuff. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> and I didn't realize there were so many. They call them Raylo stands. Raylo. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, there are so many yeah, of them. It's huge. Yeah. It's like. It's like it's almost so Romeo and Juliet. It's yeah. like we don't care if if we don't care if Kylo's dead, that is where her heart is, and she will never consider. And they are like legit. They're like ruthless. <laughs> They're like, yeah, oh, I will gosh, cut so, you. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I will cut my heart out before. Like that. That's the kind of like thing that they've created. This whole like love story in yeah. their heads. Well. And yeah, go he, ahead. No, going. and he said something like, uh, someone messaged him. I think. About you know that's what you do you wait it out or something now now you can make your move and he was like he's like yeah man you know like talk something about laying pipe he said something about laying pipe oh gosh. and that just oh, you no know, insert triggered meme what you're of your choosing right <laughs> and just right it, it was 
so funny to sit back and watch and he was actually responding and it just was like oh my god this is this is why nerds get a bad rap going from rose tico to this like oh my god i'm just glad we're done with star wars i guess we'll we'll get into that another day i'm just kind of happy we're done with the star wars movies right now but anyway (laughs) the main uh news topic is that colin trevorrow confirmed the episode nine script leak is real um he did correct the one point about R2-D2 dying. He said he would never kill R2-D2. And then... Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw the concept art that he released, or that was released with... It was actually called Dual Fates. It was the name of his script. And they released some concept art. Um, yes, I did see that. What did you think about that? Um, You know, seeing it, I can... Because I I read the articles and it's so crazy because there's like so many articles and one person will give you one perspective and they'll focus on this and then another will give. Um, but the article that I looked in stuff, like it didn't say, you know, how much crossover there was or how much there would be. Um, because I can see like a lot of devices in the script writing or from the concept mm-hmm. art that even though we didn't get that exact thing in the final episode nine... You could see where it was the same devices, um, you know, that were used. So uh, I know that Coruscant Coruscant was something that was um, focused on a lot in his concept art uh, and everything from those different things. And, um, you know, but even though like it was this like there was like the rebellion and people fighting back and stuff. Well, you got that in episode nine. It just wasn't. Coruscant, you know, so I mean, like there was a lot of devices and stuff with the same. Um, I did like uh, the Kylo, um, or I guess Ben, uh, Ben and Vader cave fight. It would have been very interesting uh, to see because, um, I mean, are we trying to like spoiler or not spoiler anything? I I think we're beyond that now. (laughs) I think we're beyond. I mean, like people that have watched it are fans and they will know by now. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like people that are listening here have already seen it. So I'm I'm feeling like if I'm giving you, you've fallen down on your job if I'm giving you spoilers. Right. right Exactly. I'm not putting a spoiler spoiler (laughs) alert in the the description. Shame on you for not seeing any of Star Wars stuff. Right. And I don't count this as spoilers. This leaked script is not spoilers. So. Screw yeah, them. no, not technically. So, like, I guess my <laughs> thing was is when I saw that concept art of Kylo Invader, I was thinking, well, it, you know, watching the show, you see the things going on down in the lair in this Palpatine lair with, like, you you saw the Snoke clones and things like that. So, I'm thinking the fact that he would have to face Vader, this this, it would have been a very great scene mm-hmm. because I know he faced his knights, but the whole beginning of this trilogy. Um, was him epitomizing and idolizing Vader and the fact that he was now Ben again and he would have to face like what was his sole mission and his sole idol at the beginning. I thought that would have been like a big deal. Like I think it would have been more emotional or like a bigger, I mean, plus it's Vader. Yeah. Like, come on. Exactly. He basically is the poster child of the franchise. Like I, light side, dark side, it doesn't matter. He is the poster child. Vader's like everywhere. Like, you know, as far as imagery. Yeah. So I mean, it, like he's he's just cool. So I mean, I love that. Um, I did like Ray's duel. You know, the whole homage to the design of Darth Maul, but hers. Um, you know, 
I did like that hers was golden at the end of the movie instead of, you know, red or blue or anything like that. I thought but, it was interesting that they went a completely different direction with, or Colin Trevorrow went with a completely different direction with Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren. Like, he does not redeem himself in this version. Um, mm-hmm. He kind of plays the sole villain for the most part. So I thought that was kind of interesting because personally, I did not like the way that was handled. I think... It's just when you killed, when you killed, uh, what's his name, Um, Supreme Leader Snoke, you kind of screwed yourself there with who's going to be the villain. And that's kind of why I think they decided to bring back Emperor Palpatine, because if you're going to redeem Kylo Ren, you need to have some form of villain. Um, I thought that was an interesting take uh, for him. Yeah, and... Yeah, and it could have gone so many different directions. The ending we got was not the ending I wanted. Um I really wanted a complete end to the Jedi and the Sith. Uh, I, you know, I wanted it, the whole orders to be absolved because for years I've been saying there, you know, there's this whole talk about balance and the only way to balance anything is to get rid of the extreme viewpoints mm-hmm. and the Jedi and Sith will always be the extreme viewpoints. And I know the Jedi are like, like even, you know, the, the iconic line, you were supposed to, you know, bring balance to the forest, not join the Sith. Yeah. And I'm like, well, joining the Jedi does not do that either. Exactly. Like, exactly. You're, putting, you're tipping the scales. And so, and I know that's why in the canon, you've got the gray Jedi order or the gray order, you know, that was supposed to be the perfect middle ground. And I'm like, dude, get rid of the order altogether. There shouldn't be a following. If this whole thing is about the world and balance, there doesn't need to be a leader or an order. You need to all work together. So like, you know, so even in the end, there was still the Jedi thing, you know, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I'm like, I didn't want, I mean, I got it you know, fine, but I mean, uh, yeah, they needed a villain and stuff like that. And there's just like so many things. And unfortunately with time and everything that Abrams was trying to answer for, but also trying to dismiss cause he wasn't going to waste his screen time <laughs> trying to, you know, change or answer everything that Johnson brought in, you know, it's just there's a lot of stuff yeah um but i did yeah i did i didn't like all of it i did see a lot of it and abrams he is a huge uh uh, princess bride fan so he couldn't get away from the romanticism Mm. of a lot of things so i'm like which is fine it's not that princess bride bad but it's just it was just too much he subtly did things i don't know yeah one of my friends said he was the perfect yeah my one of my friends said he was the perfect director for the reintroduction of this trilogy. After that, he probably should not have directed this movie. But yeah, I thought that, or he shouldn't have walked away and came back. Oh yeah, like, there was, I mean, but that's the big thing. There was no plan. That's I keep coming back. To, there was no plan. Yeah. There was no. no. It was like, you do this, and it was just awful. It was awful planning. I think. So yeah, I kind of like the just, Trevor yeah. uh, route. What he was thinking, though, I actually found that a little bit more interesting. With what what he was thinking with the because we didn't get some badass lightsaber duel in this one which is like kind of like the staple of star wars movies is you at some point you get some really cool fight scene and we didn't get that in this one we didn't and i even was talking about somebody every time kylo and ray met up they did fight with the sabers but by the third or fourth time it's like okay i've seen this you spin around you do the same moves you're equally matched we get it like i wanted something like super you know like i like you know, like you're saying, like I wanted a badass fight, you know, yeah. like something with moves I haven't seen before with, you know, the introduction of a saber I haven't seen before and stuff, you know, or something, you know, exactly. kind of like in two, 
we at least got that when you had Ray and Kylo fighting together against the guards. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that, that was amazing choreography. Say what you will. But this one, I felt like the choreography was subpar and it was a lot of the same choreography because you're just dealing with two people with the same weapon. Yeah, it wasn't even a fight. It was like a dance. It was like they were dancing together. Yeah, yeah, I get it. There was a lot of dialogue and a lot of good things during those moments to progress development. But the fights themselves were like, me. And by the mm. third or fourth time, it's like, okay, I've seen it. Yeah. Like, come on. Yep, completely agree. No argument there. So this is, <laughs> um, I'm sure we can find disagreements on that on that topic eventually because it's so so divided nowadays. But let's move on to um, something another uh, science fiction sort of. They've kind of had like a Star Trek has kind of had a revival in the past couple uh, years, past year actually. With um, mm-hmm. uh, I can't think of the name of it now. The new Star Star Trek show that came out there in season two now um that came out last year and then now they released uh picard which came out i think it was friday or thursday or sometime last Uh, week Um, yeah and i actually watched i'm not i grew up so i grew up i didn't really watch a lot of star trek we only had one tv and it was whatever my dad wanted to watch and he didn't like star trek so didn't really get into (laughs) it so much uh growing up yeah uh but I will say I watched some of the new Star Trek on CBS All Access, and I watched this episode, and this episode was so good. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so good. Like just uh, the introduction of the new characters and old characters, and um, Patrick Stewart. Uh, who I mean, how could you say no to seeing Patrick Stewart on screen? You know, like I just he's it's, he just yeah for real. He grabs you know he's just. Grabs he's just got the, that presence. Yeah, the presence, exactly. And I mean, and honestly, the character that he's playing, you know, is just a, iconic. He's a, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, he's iconic, yeah. pretty much. So it's almost like it's not only just his presence; he's always has a presence. Um, but it's the character too, such a huge iconic role and wisdom, and you know everything that he's got going. You just want to watch him. Yeah, and I watched the so I saw the episode and I was like, eh. Star Trek has always been kind of boring to me, like as far as the dialogue and the action. Dialogue's always been pretty good, um, for mm-hmm. for the most part, but this seemed a little bit more on the boring side, in my opinion. This is not like that to me at all. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit older, a little bit more mature. I, at least I hope I'm a little bit more mature than I was, <laughs> but. Uh, it hopefully. was yeah, hopefully, probably not, but hopefully, uh, it was really, really good though. If you haven't seen it yet, and like you said, you're a sci-fi fan, I, I recommend checking it out if you can. It's it's really good, and it had a huge. They didn't release any numbers because it's streaming in the states, but I think somewhere, I think it was Canada, they had like they broke records for a debut of a TV show. Wow. Yeah, like it was like the most watched debut debut of a new TV show, I think, in Canada. So it's only streaming in the states, and some, and it's weird because I think it's on Amazon and some other countries. It's CBS All Access here in the states, and it's being uh, broadcast broadcasted in certain countries like Canada. So it's it's weird how you know these services work nowadays. But um, it's been yeah. a huge success. <laughs> a lot of people are loving it, and I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. Uh, five minutes in, I'm like, I'm in. You got me. <laughs> so yeah i haven't watched it yet it's on my list um but i have liked the revival of it because even though in the old the old series is or old series because there's so many like generations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the old there's like five or six different takes or runs of the show oh yeah um, uh it's a lot but it, it was never like super high action but i think as cinema and tv as they've developed into like special effects action budgets you know and then like more stars are getting into it um i think that they've really vamped up a lot of the action nowadays but back then it wasn't as huge a deal they would rather just stick with dialogue than have like really crappy graphics you yeah know? 
And I think Star Star Trek has always been more about messages, like obviously. Um, Star Wars has always been about visuals and using visual and scenes and subliminal messages. Yeah, I don't think Star Wars is known for their dialogue. <laughs> no, they're not. They're really not. But they've always, uh, I've always had huge compliments for their costuming yeah. and for the visual they use to make their stuff. So, I mean, and they still do it. It's very funny how those shows are very different and they're always compared. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it is very interesting. Um, like, yeah. So yeah, yeah no, I'm it's definitely on my list, uh, and like I said, I just want to watch it anyways because uh, the revival of it has been really great. I, I've never had anything against it. I've just never been a diehard fan. Yeah, so. um, it's a little bit more mature. So the other <laughs> show that I just couldn't remember is called Discovery, Star Trek Discovery. Very good show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, first season was very good. I have not. I know Spock comes in the season two. And I just one of those shows I haven't caught up with yet. Um, Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more mature than like what we've come to know as far as Star Trek is concerned, which is why I liked it. I think it's a little bit more grown up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of actually Star Trek fans didn't like it. If I think, if I remember correctly, a lot of true like what do I call it? true Star Trek fans, you know, didn't really like it. Diehards. Um, diehards. <laughs> yes. Yes. But uh, yeah, check it out. Really good. I can't wait for the, see the next episode. It just starts off with a bang, and I really, I really loved it. Um, nice. So we'll move on to some music. I know I don't really talk about music a whole lot, but so. Um, I don't know if you listen to rap music or Eminem at all. I listened to a lot of Eminem growing up, not so much recently, but I did like his last album, um, Kamikaze, that came out uh, a couple years mm-hmm. ago. It was mm-hmm. very good. Um, and this one that came out is, I don't know yet. I'm not sure how I feel. It's very political. Uh, he does talk yeah. about gun violence and gun laws a lot in this one. And He does. He's always a shitster. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to describe Eminem. I like it. You know, but to be honest, like, I think the only reason anybody has a problem with him is because the way he says it is so, like, crass. He says it that way to make the statement. You know, if, if let's be honest, if he was a politician or if he was a movie actress that was trying to be America's sweetheart, he would just say it a different way. Mm-hmm. But he's not. Um, he doesn't care. And if this is the way he's got to say it, because let's be honest, his persona is extreme. Yes. Um, and if he's not being extreme, everybody ignores him. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, if we're just being honest, if he's not being extreme, then it's like, oh, he must not care that much. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's a good point. I guess if he's rapping I love about- the concept, though. I Well, I love old school horror. And I mean, for those that oh, don't yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. Music to be Murdered by, which is the name of uh, Alfred Hitchcock album, uh, you know, from his movies and stuff like that, or movie. And uh, he even's got a clip of him in there saying some stuff. Yeah, there's uh, a couple like from of, the old yeah. homage. Yeah, so I love it. I love the concept of it, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's so new, and it was a surprise. I didn't even know it was dropping. So yeah, neither did I. He did the same um, thing with Kamikaze. Yeah, it came out one day. Yeah, he just, boom! It just yeah. was here, and I was just like, "Oh, what?" So I've been listening to some of it. Something he's always good as is choosing wonderful people to work with that have uh, the songs, and they just have great hooks. And I think that's how he gets people. And then he throws in like all these rapid fire messages, crass or not. So uh, I'm interested to listen to it a few more times and see what I think on it and stuff. But I think he's got ones in there that I think are going to hit. Yeah. I mean, I once f- people get, yeah. I feel like Kamikaze had more, I don't know, hits, more enjoyable songs versus this one. Yeah. This one, there's some that are, I actually like, just didn't like for like I actually wanted I forced I had to kind of like force myself to listen through it because it's just like this is not a good song that's how I felt it's weird like to say that a lot of it is choppy uh, or like to me the sounds Uh, it's like he's experimenting with some different stuff and but he didn't it wasn't 
smooth a lot of the transitions in the songs. Yeah. So it went. Yeah. So the, like t- the feel of the the music, not just his rapping, but the music mm-hmm. changed and the, the pacing from song to song felt a little off. Yeah. But I just didn't like some of the songs, which is weird. Most of Kamikaze, I really enjoyed. I was like, wow, every song that came on, it was just like bam, bam, bam. You know, like his lyrics and the the way he flowed and his raps and stuff was just so good. And I kind of felt like this didn't have that same feel. At least, uh, yeah. I used first couple listens to it. I think the funny thing that I think about him is that anybody that grew up listening to him when they were younger, you know, we were all those misunderstood youths. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I was too. So like little bitty nine, 10 year old Ruthie, uh, you know, doing the sh- slim shady LP and with my headphones on, you know, <laughs> you'll never understand me, mom. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we all remember that. And so there's a part of us that are like, M gets me. You know, but like as we've grown up with him and stuff and he's been in the trenches and out of the trenches and in a lot of ways, it's kind of like we've been all on this crazy ride together. But now we're getting into like the major adult phases. And I I don't think we like us. I don't think he knows what he's doing. He's kind of playing around and trying to find his adult niche. But, you know, he more and more his albums have created like political platforms. And I think that's him trying to be like a legitimate adult. But at the same time, the way he does it, he's not sure how to navigate it. So yes, yeah, uh, he's definitely had a, an interesting journey as far as his music career is concerned. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's made it easy to be with you know with his uh, addiction struggles. And uh, I went through a phase where I just stopped listening to him. I don't know what it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. like for like a dislike. I mean, I listened to all of his first, probably his first four albums. I was a huge fan. You know, I was in high. I can remember the day I first heard his. CD. My friend, I heard of Eminem. I was not, it was my freshman year in high school. I was on the basketball team. My friend showed me the CD and I was like, Oh, I heard the song. I'm like, dude, he's a white rapper. Like I totally just dismissed him, you know, cause, um, <laughs> a lot of people, do. yeah, I'm like, he's some white rapper. And then he gave me the CD. I listened to it and I was like, just blown away. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think you're, you're dead on with him trying to figure out where he wants to go with his music as far as, you know, being an adult now. Like it's, it's, definitely interesting this I, I would like to go back and just review all of his albums like one day maybe we could yeah. do that we can listen to each album and talk about it that would be kind of interesting actually now that i think about it I, it's not you I sound like so. an eminem fan which is great because oh, no, i am a fan i'm a fan i think like i said i think he's trying to find out i guess he's trying to find his niche now because like yes when he came out everybody dismissed him or they hated him because he was a white rapper trying to make it you know where all these black rappers were yeah. you know but now white rappers are not not a thing anymore so i mean you know there's very few that there's there's few but at this point decades down the road you know almost 20 years it's like mm, you can't ride that pony anymore buddy yeah you know so now it's like he's trying to figure out where he's gonna fall do and you know maybe that's why he's also so like crass with a bunch of his stuff because it can't just be about him being white anymore you know yeah exactly um and there, there's more now than there were, I guess, when because when he came out, it was always like, oh, like when are we gonna see a white rapper? And I remember LL Cool J talking on MTV, and he was like, oh, like Dre's got a hot white rapper coming out. His name's Eminem, and this was like months before it came out, and like it's just it was funny yeah. how everyone knew he was gonna be this big thing. Now you have like you have like G Easy, you have Mac Miller, R.I.P. Uh, you have NF. I don't know if you listen to NF, who's really good. Yes. I really like. Oh NF. yeah. 
Um, and it, like, in, when you see a picture of NF, he looks so unopposing. You would not guess. Oh yeah, exactly. But <laughs> NF is interesting because he doesn't curse. Like that's another reason why I like him because I I don't I try not to listen to Eminem's music when my kids are in the car. And NF is kind of you know he's got that almost similar style, but his his uh, message is way different. You know, it's just well. And my thing is, is like. There's a lot of people. I don't want to say that Eminem only did it because he didn't. Nobody, no sole contributor of music did one thing because there's. It was all like a thing, but like you said, NF. It. I've noticed that even in pop and like alternative rock and alternative, you know, indie music, uh, indie rock, the whole flow, you know, the quote unquote flow way of doing music that it's like a rap or lyrically quick. Like that, you see it everywhere now. Like mm-hmm. I would say, even Imagine Dragons d- dabbles in it and things like that, you know. And they do it, and it's got the beat to it, and it's got a lot of bass to it. And so, a lot of people borrow from it. And I think that changing the way people looked at music—that only black rappers could do that—is Eminem played a small part in that. Yeah, you know, he was almost like the. I would say he kind of paved a way for for white rappers, right? Because there was no one before him that was. Even remotely, oh no! In his and league. if there was, nobody could tell you who. Exactly. Like I mean, well, the only person that knows is that they know. I mean, so. I mean, I guess you could say Beastie. Which is weird, is because like the Beastie Boys were huge, but so for some odd reason they just get. I feel like they get rounded up in all of the Def Jam and all the, the black rappers before Eminem. When it was really the Beastie Boys were like they're two white dudes that you know rap. It's kind of. I just occurred to me right now thinking about this. Like they were actually the. I guess the first white rappers to have marketed yeah, success. Yeah, they're definitely older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think their thing is, though, I think is people would say, I think the reason they get mis- dismissed probably is because, one, there's a pair of them. So they weren't able to do it on their own. So the gimmick is that there's two of them. But also, like, their style is almost like yell at you rock rap, where when Eminem first started out, he was definitely like, he was sticking in the typical rap wheelhouse. If that makes sense. Yeah, he was definitely hip hop. He stayed yeah, there, yeah. hip hop rap. Yeah. And, and and I'm not saying that either was right or wrong, but I'm just saying I think that's why he kind of his moves that. were like more noticed because he was like, nah, this is my wheelhouse. I'm staying here. And then the Beastie Boys, they they kind of morphed it into their own thing, which they're hugely successful. I yeah. like them too. But I'm just mean, yeah, I think that's why they get dismissed though. Yeah, and M was definitely <laughs> uh he like mur- like murdering his wife, murdering talking about killing his mom like beastie boys were not that type of you know rappers he eminem definitely pushed the envelope for for his time even still to this day like we talked about so i guess i could see there's big differences on their content and and what they were putting out Mm -hmm. as far as music and lyrics is concerned but it's just funny because everyone talks about eminem even like we were just doing and no one ever ever references the beastie boys who, who had some you know they're pretty iconic in their own right in my opinion but oh yeah no i totally think that they are and stuff and they're totally like on their own thing yeah no um, you. all right so before we get into white rappers and the hip-hop mu- music podcast <laughs> episode i'm gonna get back to, i'm gonna move on to the main mm-hmm. topic at hand which is the uh, the biggest things that are coming out in 2020 whether it be video game systems games themselves tv oh. shows movies whatever i have a list of things uh, that we're gonna go off of and i kind of want to get into that what do you say are you ready you want to jump into it Yep, let's go. Hurry, okay. quick, yeah. before we go back to my rappers. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, stay tuned next week when we talk about... No. Uh, so <laughs> uh, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about, I'm going to throw this out here, sort of like a news topic too as well. So the Xbox Series X actually 
had a leak of a couple of things. The two pictures were shown um, of mm-hmm. uh, the the prototype, and uh, we found out exactly how fast their the the hard drive is going to be, which is like six times faster than the than the current one that's in the yeah. Xbox One X, which is tremendously fast. Insane. Solid state uh, NVMe version four, which I think is the most current version. Um, I don't know what version I have on my on my desktop, but basically I can boot to my Windows desktop in less than thirty seconds. That's just how fast it is. You know, if you think about how long it normally takes on a normal hard drive, you're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. Like it's incredibly fast. So that was something that was yeah. interesting. Take no, yeah, no, it like, it, I guess that's my thing too. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like, I guess just my thing when I think about every time they come out with a new console is that we, I just realized like how spoiled we are as like gamers and technology users. Back in my day. (laughs) No, but it's serious. Like when I think like I've been gaming since like the 90s and back then it's just like the graphics now blow me away and stuff like that. And every time, but then like I was playing Destiny the other day. And I hate loading screens. Mm. But at the end of the day, all everything that the game is, all the graphics, all the things that it is, it is miles ahead of where it was when I grew up. And so when I heard that it was going to be that much faster, I'm like, yes, all these download and loading times, you know, uh, we're going to get rid of or reduce. And in my head, I'm like, you are so spoiled. Because, <laughs> because like, to be honest, it's not that horrible. We're just so used to instant gratification. And, you know, so, I mean, but I'm, like, super hyped. I am an Xbox girl all the way. So oh, no. It no. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't really right? care oh, gosh. Way, actually. I <laughs> yeah, have all no, the systems. I always make fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, the guy no, that posts the fun. popcorn memes when people are arguing on Twitter or Reddit. I'm like, here. Like, when, <laughs> right, me too. <laughs> I'm just like, here. I was like, here, this is me. This shows Michael Jackson and popcorn. Me when, you know, Xbox fanboys get mad at, you know, PS4 fanboys. Like, I just sit back and laugh. Like, I don't really care. I like, yeah. I like, I just like video games, so. But no, yeah, I totally no, get it. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't hate P. I don't hate PlayStation. Uh, I've just always had an Xbox. That was the system. I mean, like my systems went uh, uh, Super Nintendo, NES, uh, GameCube, N64, uh, and then Xbox. And I've just always been on Xbox. Mm. I have had Wii's come in and out. I have had you know where my boyfriends are. No, roommate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Wii's. <laughs> oh gosh, um, I've had those come out. Uh, you know where I've played on PlayStation and stuff. I just prefer. I, it's kind of like people that are Android. Once you've been on Android for so long, when you switch to iOS, the navigation, the yeah. feel of it, it's just so different. You're just like, you feel like a eight, like you're a foreigner here. And it's disconcerting. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll tell you what, when Xbox One came out, I was like, no, I'm going to spend the extra $100. I don't, you know, like I loved my 360. I was like the biggest hardcore Xbox guy you could think of. And I was like, I started realizing like, oh man, like, I'm missing out on all these great because you know Sony has these great uh, first party games like Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, mm-hmm. We can talk about um, well Final Fantasy VII, which we're going to talk about the remake is going to be um, an early release on PS4, and then you had uh, I'm just drawing a blank now um, <laughs> Uncharted. Um, yeah. The Last of Us, you know, like these great games, and I really wanted to play them, so I ended up getting a PS4, but. 
I have a PC as well now, and I, my wife bought me a Switch a couple years, <laughs> so I have like all the systems. I just play. Yeah, whatever you have I, all of them. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can play whatever you want, wherever yeah. you want now. Yeah, so, so I'm just <laughs> like, nice. I'm like whatever. I just play, and then like I don't really have a preference anymore. Although maybe we can get into it another time. Um, yeah, is the Xbox One announcement versus the ps4 announcement that was like a big thing and i always talk about it and this is what kind of reminds me of so this year we're gonna get the new series x which is i just don't understand their name their thoughts on microsoft's they've always sucked yeah, at the naming like thing. what are you I'm, thinking i get it you can't no just, rhyme or reason yeah and again you can't do the same thing you can't say xbox one two three four five like because you're just like oh you're copying sony it's just it's weird you know like their naming convention so that's one thing i just i don't understand and you know sony who knows yeah Maybe they'll pick it up after this one and it'll be like Xbox Series X and then maybe they'll go like Roman numerals and be like Xbox <laughs> Series X1. Like, you know, maybe. I think it'd be better than what like, they have yeah. now. Yeah, I think like maybe they'll just finally jump on it. They're like, we put an X in front of it. We've made it Roman numerals. We're not really copying them. And then they'll just get over it. But, like, I'm just like, I get what you're trying to do, but who cares? Yeah, I actually thought they were just going to call it Xbox, you know, Xbox One or just Microsoft Xbox. And then that was just the name they're going to stick with. I will. I do like what they're doing. Like, So the thing is, the reason why I don't think I will buy a Series X is one. It looks like it's going to be super expensive when it comes out at launch, at least at launch. I don't see myself mm-hmm. buying one. Um, and all of their first party games are coming to PC as well. I have like a thousand dollar PC system that can play those games. So like, why would I buy an Xbox? It's not practical. Right. Yeah. It's not practical for you and stuff. And like and with cross play. I now? guess my thing, I think my thing is though, is I think between Xbox and PS5, they're the X series and PS5. I think they're going to be compare like competitively priced. So I feel like price isn't a thing you're going to get it or you're not. But I mean, like if you've got the ability to play it on PC, then yeah, in my head, I'd be like, practically it's dumb to get one right at launch. So yeah, it will be more expensive when it first launches. And that's the biggest thing that I'm interested in seeing is what is the price point going to be? Someone estimated, I forgot where I saw the article out, they estimated the Xbox Series like X. 499 Yeah. No, yeah, they, like they, 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 that's what normally the price would be, but they said the, the components that are in that should make it around $700 is what they were saying. So, I mean, it's not be the first time a company released a system and they lo- took a loss on it because that's pretty much what happens every new system that comes out. They, they don't make any money yeah. on it until a couple years later when a technology change, you know, not the grades, yeah. but whatever. Um, so I'm just kind of interested in what their price points uh, are going to be. Both systems, I am excited, are completely backwards compatible, which is a leg up, I think, on Sony because their back catalog is way larger than what Microsoft has. Yeah, true, um, true. And yeah, so I'm kind of interested in what's gonna what's gonna happen. Uh, we don't we haven't seen what the systems look like. We have saw so we saw the prototype picture. It just looks like a black box. Yeah, we've um, gotten some specs. Yeah, uh, I like that they've got it straight up. I've never liked uh, about the Xbox One where you can lay it down or have it up. Yeah, I'm just like pick one or the other. So, you want, um, like, a tower. so I, I yeah, I know. Yeah, so it looks like a tower. I kind of like that. To me, it looks cleaner. Um, it looks smaller. Uh, so I like that. You know, it's personally. funny. It's about all my systems stand up like that. Like, even my Xbox One, I still stand up. And my, P- yeah. and my PS4 Pro stands up too. Like, I don't lay it down flat. I don't know. I just yeah, like the way it looks. Cool. Yeah, no, I think it looks cleaner and stuff. So I think I like that. I like the space thing. Um, and then I actually, probably what I was actually more interested in more than anything um, was the whole, like, talk about Lockhart a little bit. So I'm actually, because I'm like you, I mean, I'm not married. I don't have kids, uh, but 
I am very big on like not having a lot of clutter. Mm. So I almost purchase all games digitally um, for that reason. And also because almost every physical game you get now for anything, you have to download to your thing anyways. Like they do that like for better streaming and playing capabilities. We suggest (laughs) you download. Would you like to download it now? Oh, by the way, (laughs) here's a 40 gig update that you need. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's the update. So I'm just thinking it's all going to be downloaded anyways. So why am I going to waste my time to go and get the physical copy? And there used to be releases and launches where you'd show up at midnight and you get pizza and t-shirts or lanyards and all this swag for being at the release people don't do that anymore like you know yeah it used to be like a solidarity and a whole experience thing now it's not like that here's your game get out you know i had to be here at work at midnight tonight because of you you know oh yeah i just buy it off amazon that's what i did with xbox one i was like i i, I didn't get a ps4 and there's so much yeah, yeah there's just, so much online ordering too now yeah. and with some like amazon and stuff like that you can order it and get it like the day it's actually supposed to be or like the pre-date you know like they have all these setups they're able to do because they make uh like exclusivity and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, it it just, the whole physical copy anymore, you know, I think it's dying. So the fact that they're talking about Lockhart being a completely, you know, all digital thing, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to see where this goes. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I probably won't get either system at launch this time. I probably will, will wait and see, take the wait and see (sighs) approach. So. Yeah, no, I, I always say that I'll do the wait and see, but it has been a very long time since I've gotten <laughs> a console. In fact, the Xbox One was the last console I got. So it's almost like I've been jonesing for probably about the last year and a half for a new console. Yeah. And I've been considering the Switch or like Great. the Raspberry Pi or Xvidia, but because um, I've been feeling nostalgic. But um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, uh, you know, because sometimes you get that FOMO feeling. Yeah. Everybody's getting like the new stuff and you're just like. You want to be the, the new cool kids you can post on your social media. Like, Look, guys, <laughs> I have the new system and you don't. <laughs> Suck on there. Right. right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did the same thing with Xbox One. That was the first thing I did. I didn't even open it. I took a picture of it. I was like, I told my son, I was like, we should do an unboxing video of it. You know, like, God, what a loser. I was oh, like, <laughs> thinking at the time. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Interesting to see. Um, all right, I'm going to move yeah. on to now some movie news, some movie stuff that's coming out. Um, Wait. So the one thing that I so Black Widow, the Black Widow movie is coming out this year in mm-hmm. May. Mm-hmm. Um. So we know it's not a prequel because spoiler alert, she dies in um <laughs> uh, the event yeah. the latest Avengers movie. Um. And I thought I was like, I don't need to see this movie, right? I thought I don't need this story. But then the trailer mm-hmm. came out, and I was like, I want to see it now. So what did you think about when the trailer came out? Because I want to see it now. Because there's been movies that MCU has come out that I didn't want to see, and then I saw it and was like, that's really good. Like Ant-Man. I didn't want to see Ant-Man. I didn't think, even with Paul Rudd in it, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that was really entertaining. So <laughs> It was very, Ant-Man was very entertaining, yeah. I think. It was very good. It was that good middle of I'm not trying to be a superhero because, come on, I'm Ant-Man. But he still did, like, it was really great stuff, sequences and actions and stuff. Yeah, and I didn't want to see it. I just thought it was, like, yeah, whatever, you know, Paul Rudd, cool. But And then I saw it, I was like, wow, I I should have probably wanted to see this movie more. And then that's how I feel with Black Widow <laughs> when I was I saw the trailers, the, the, the teaser trailer and the latest one that came out. And I was really entertained mm-hmm. with David Arbor's character and then 
uh, they show her sister, and then it just looked really cool. I don't know what what did you think? I'm not sure. Are you a big MCU fan as well? I mean, I'm sure you are. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'm big on MCU and stuff. Um, although it's just like it's just it's almost one of those things where I'm getting towards like the edge of like burnout to where I'm not like taking their gimmicks anymore. I guess like seeing it, I, I want to see it. Because uh, I definitely, I feel like there needs to be more female representation standing on their own. Mm. Um, so, it's ScarJo. And, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, yeah, and it's ScarJo. I mean, she's she's a hottie, mm-hmm. you know. So She's not ugly. Um, no, she's not. <laughs> she's quite appealing. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so she, and just her whole take on Black Widow has always been good. I like it. She has range, you know, she's not just, she is good looking, but as an actress, she's actually extremely talented. So she gives the character depth. Uh, she's always done that. Um, so I wanted to see it, but when I was watching the trailer, I just noticed things that they put out there that I'm like, they want you, they're trying to get you to see. I mean, that's the whole point of a trailer, but it's not just her, but then she has, you know, the sister and then the other girl and, um, uh, oh gosh, I can't even think the actress's name. I know. The dark one. I was trying to think of it. Yeah. The one that I, I feel so bad. I'm usually so much better, but you know, the one that was uh, in the mummy that mm-hmm. played Evie, um, beautiful, talented, you know, and then the sister, the blonde, you know, so you've got the trope of the redhead, the brunette and the blonde. Rachel Weiss. Tale is old as time. Rachel Weiss. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, tell as old as time that dynamic of red, white, or blonde, and bl- dark hair. It's it's all across lore everywhere. So I mean, it's got that appeal. Then you've got like this Russian burly father type, you know that who doesn't? I mean, let's be honest. When you think of Russians in a lot of stories, you got like the robust men, and that's basically what he is. And you're like, oh, they're like, hey, digging so it kind of Rocky Four, yeah. like right? If he dies, he dies, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So there's two kinds of Russian. You think of like these big burly villains or you think about these like hey come on in my house you know (laughs) so like it gives you the fills they've got this whole family thing but some of the shots in the scene i'm like "Ah, i feel like i've seen this movie a little bit so i mean it's it's i'm on the fence i want to see it so you're the person james cameron was talking about saying they're going to be affected by superhero fatigue yeah, I think so. I, I didn't think, think it just, was real until just this very moment. It really moment. is. Yeah. Well, like, okay, but if you watch the trailer, how many of the trailers in the MCU have been a soft, almost solo piano or solo string music where it's like you've got the lone person on their own and then all of a sudden it's a high action sequence and then it dials back to a dialogue sequence and then it goes into like rapid fire, boom, boom. But that's, just, but that's like going. a normal trailer for any like action movie, right? I know, I but mean, the, yeah, it is. But then all of a sudden, when you watch the movies, the movies are almost the same formula too. Like yeah, I will say, I there is it. it's formulaic. I'll give you that. It's formulaic, and I think that's why it's fatigue. Because at this point, how many movies are we on on MCU? Oh God, it's gonna be lot. eleven or twelve now. I think we're on twelve. I think we hit twelve. I think we're on. 12. That's it. We mean no the- way. <laughs> Uh, that's, see, MCU that's not it. That can't be it. My... Like, isn't like Avengers alone? Aren't they like how many were they? Like, one, two, three, four. Let me pull up my trusty new iPhone 11 Pro. <laughs> that's what my oh, daughter. My that's what my daughter calls it. <laughs> she doesn't call it. My daughter doesn't call it an iPhone. She calls it iPhone 11. She's like, Daddy, here's your iPhone 11. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's funny. Uh, uh, aren't they like on seven? 
No, there's, there's, well, maybe you're right. I'm trying to, I guess this Wikipedia just sucks because it doesn't show it on here. But I mean, Um, like Iron Man alone had like what, four, three? It was at least three standalone Iron Man movies. Three standalone Iron Mans. If it is seven, then that's 10 right there, just Iron Man and Avengers. Then you've got Black Panther. You've got, um, uh, you know, like, but, and, and I'm also saying DC stuff too, because I'm also considering Man of Steel, you know, all this other stuff, which is a completely different. Uh, and a completely different thing, yeah. but still it's all at the same time. So it's like superhero fatigue. Like, it's just like all these big movies, they're trying to do these crazy emotional things. And, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, I am on the fatigue train a little bit, but I can respect it. And I do want to watch it. But. 21, 22, 23. If I can math correctly, they're on 23 <laughs> right now. Okay. I'll yeah, way so off. Yeah, you were like 11. I know you were like 11 and I was like, seriously? I'm like, because in my head I was thinking like we're at like 21, 22. So, okay, good. I'm glad that I at least wasn't that far off in my head because I was thinking, have I really, am I just being a drama queen? And I've like amped it up three times more than it is. But Um, to your point, I I just don't feel it yet. I mean, I I could see why people are like, oh, we don't need a Black Widow movie, you know, because she's already dead and it's a prequel or whatever. And I think some people view prequels lesser than sequels um yeah but i don't know like i mean i like there's a lot of things that i love about it the sci-fi in me i love the uh whole uh training facility sterilized women you know (laughs) you love sterilized women (laughs) (laughs) not for me you know um but no like but that whole setting of it's so like you know otherworldly can't believe this is happening it's so almost like apocalyptic extremist thing you know and it looks cool and so like there are sequences like you know there's the other widows you know is what i think one of them says and that we have to you know we have to go where it all started and you know they're like the there's other widows and then it shows that room of like 30 girls all dressed identically tell me when you saw saw that part you were like i kind of feel like we've done this before somewhere some i'll give you that because you're talking about formulaic i just felt like in that scene when they said there were other widows and they had to go back where it started i'm like i feel like i've seen this before probably in mcu but it had a very familiar feeling but i don't care it's like pizza to me like i'll eat pizza (laughs) all the time all day every day that's how I, I think that's my thing. Well, and that's my thing. I think with this being Black Widow and it being like female centered, uh, you know, I'm just going to say generally is a superhero thing. Because like I said, I know in my head I was also throwing in DC stuff, um, you know, 20 movies or not. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like pizza. I love pizza, too. I'll eat pizza. But it's almost like when you have pizza forever, like the same pizza, like takeout pizza. And then all of a sudden, like, they're like, hey, you want to go out and get this, you know, like this Sicilian pizza that's like vamped up a little more or it's different than your usual. Then, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to want that, too. Yeah. So it's like a different kind of pizza that's more appealing because it is different from what we've had i guess the best way to sum up my feelings on black widow and in the reference of pizza like i love pizza i love all kinds of pizza black widow would be like someone saying hey um i'm gonna go get some little caesars are you hungry you want to get some i'd be like hell yeah let's go get some little caesars it's not as good as you know say like chicago deep dish or new york thin crust but it tastes good i'll still eat it that's kind of like how i view it view it as i guess best way to describe it um, that's got you that's got you yeah. so yeah no it's probably way better than i don't know but i just think when i watched it i was just like i think i've seen this movie but honestly if i'm completely honest at the end of the day graphic novels and comics which i've been reading since i was younger they do the same thing so i really can't hate on movie people for doing it 
Yeah. I, uh, I mean, you're going to see this movie. Same. You know, you're going to see this. I'm going to watch yeah, it. Yeah. It's the same thing. I've read comic books where it doesn't matter the villain or the arc. It always kind of goes on the same formula. I just think it's the fatigue of me that kind of is making me like groan and gruff a little bit. But I'll go and watch it and I'll totally admit that it's a great movie or what I loved about it. So, yeah. Well, stay That's tuned in like five <laughs> months when we talk about the Black Widow movie. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So to caveat off of that, we have another um, female-centric heroine movie coming out. It's a sequel, Wonder Woman 1984. Um, this mm-hmm. returns Chris Pine, Gal Gadot, um, that takes place in 1984. And the trailers make you sure you know it takes place in the 80s with the lights and all the references and the music, which is funny. It's like, I forgot what movie did it. I think it was um, Captain Marvel when I was like, at some point, I was like, I get it. You're in the 90s. Like, I don't need any oh, more yeah, references. Yeah. Uh, kind of like yeah. with, the, with the trailer of Wonder Woman 1984. I really liked the original one. It was really good. It wasn't like great to me. It wasn't like uh, extremely mm-hmm. fantastic, but it was great to see um, an iconic hero, a heroine at that, um, and to come to the big screen and done pretty well. And so I'm kind of interested to yeah. see 1984. I will go see this one um, and probably take my daughter. She's gotten into uh, Wonder Woman as of late. So what did you think about the trailer? Are you going to see it you know, in comparison to like Black Widow, I guess? Um, so if I had to say out of the two, I know this is going to sound funny because I was just like, meh, Black Widow. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I want to see it. But I mean, like my attitude was kind of meh. But of the two, I actually am probably more hyped to see Black Widow. But I will say that that's because... In my opinion, in comic book lore, I feel that uh, Marvel has always been better at writing women heroes. Just in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Don't get me wrong. Wonder Woman's awesome. She's cool. And the whole, like, history thing. And the first one was great, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm looking forward to it. Like the lasso lasso of truth is kind of lame, you know, by today's standards. So I think. Yeah, no. And that's what I'm saying. I just think Marvel you know, at like uh, the depth of characters, like being more than just like the surface. And then I think DC, at least for women, DC is not, I think they still got some ways to go as far as character development and depth. But Gal Gadot did really great. She's gorgeous, um, you know, and she's done good to bring like a depth and the writing has brought depth more than the comic books have for Wonder Woman. But um, I've liked her and her standalone stuff much better than her being part of other movies. Um, so I'm excited to see it. And of course I love the eighties. It's fun. You know, so I think it's going to have some fun things in there. So, yeah, it's, I'm sure it's same director, uh, a lot of familiar casts. Uh, I'm excited for, it. I'm all for more female representation when it comes to these comic book movies, you know? Um, yeah, me too. I, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, me too. So <laughs> I, it'll be good. I'm going to watch it. And uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I guess it's, if you have to view it from like a, and I think that's maybe the thing too that's made me kind of meh, is we don't get as much representation as men, and as women we expect more of ourselves, mm. you know, and women that are representing us as a sex. So I think we're like very like, you know, I think that's part of it too. I'm like, we don't get many people representing us, so you better do it right, you know. So yeah, I think that's my thing. Like I think. From a female perspective, I'm very skeptical, and I'm I'm just not like, yeah, woman superhero, you know. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you can't just uh, throw a woman and make her powerful and then call it a day. Like, it takes you got to put in work and you got to, you know, write it good, and then you have to do um, all sorts of things to make it um, a good representation for a female superhero. Um, but I think they did that with the first Wonder Woman pretty well. 
Black Widow, you yeah, know, she hasn't no. had her own movie. They did it pretty well re- representing her. And yeah, she's had some like good little tidbits yeah. in all of it that have given her like depth and some backstory and then her playing off of Hawkeye. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. even though she hasn't had her own, we feel like we really know her. So this is just like a whole her life. We yeah. don't know. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens. And that's coming out in August. So I guess we'll see then when it when it launches. Um we're coming down to like uh, I always call it the home stretch. We're gonna go over um, a few games uh, that are coming out that I'm actually particularly excited for. So the next one um, that I want to talk about is Final the Final Fantasy VII remake, which was another delayed game, which is okay in my opinion. You know, at least they're doing the right thing. Uh, it's coming out April 10th. I was a huge fan of Final Fantasy VII on the original PlayStation. I remember being homesick a lot. You know, probably faking it playing that game. Yeah, I was gonna say like sick, sick, or yeah. were you faking yeah, it? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, probably faking it. Um, but no, that was actually the first game that I got with my PlayStation because my dad had purchased it for me as like a gift for doing, I think I was doing good in school or something. And he had already got me a Nintendo 64. And he, so, you know, he's like, I don't want to buy you another system. But I think I was doing really good in school that year. So um, one thing that my father was always pretty good at was rewarding me for doing good in things. So <laughs> that was what, nice. yeah, so I got that and with my PlayStation. And oh, man, like I, I just... To this day, I love that game. Um, it's just so good. So I'm actually really excited to see the how they how they take this uh, this game and reimagine it. I'm wondering what they're going to do with Aerith and see because in, in the first game, spoiler alert, she dies, and there was like this this, <laughs> right? this big rumor that she could bring her back to life. It was like an April Fool's oh. joke, but you couldn't. So everyone tried, and it was it was this whole big like. Um, lore because back then you know you didn't have the internet it was all like people mailing in stuff or people writing articles in magazines so yeah yeah now it's so rapid fire yeah everything hits quick yeah uh so yeah i'm really excited for it do you have any thoughts on the final fantasy 7 remake um so yeah i guess me just being like in the xbox wheelhouse it was never huge i've always loved the art um and even though i haven't played the games i've uh have read a lot of like the lore and the story of it Mm -hmm. Um, and just like really great storytelling uh, in all of it, which is why I've always wanted to pick them up. And uh, I've been told recently that I should just like pick them up and go through them and stuff. And I'm also so the thing that also holds me back is as much as I love D and D, I hate turn based. Really, combat. that is interesting. <laughs> which is funny because in tabletop gaming, I'm all about like it's your turn, you know. And I've also DM'd. Uh, you know, and everything and stuff. So it's fine in tabletop. But when you get me on a console, the whole turn-based thing, I, like, I'm going to be honest, it completely, like... Oh, so yeah. there's some yeah. things in the original Final Fantasy VII that you would hate. There's, like, this thing where you can summon <laughs> people, and it's, like, this, like, two-minute move that you have to watch every time you summon this oh, thing. And it's, like... God, I yeah. would hate that so much. Like the, yeah, no, I, because I did play... Uh, legends of dragoon and things like that mm-hmm. like a lot of games that were similar yeah. and like i loved the storytelling i loved the picture the arts i've always loved that but when it got to the combat it would be like doo, 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 and you hear the music and then you have to like huh take your turn and then they take <laughs> their turn and i'm just like let me run in there and slice them to pieces damn it i'm tired of this you know like i would just so you're a hack like, a so slasher you want to go in there yes, just blow shit up. i really am like <laughs> barbarian class all the way bro so yeah, it's just so. I mean, I think that's another thing that holds me back too, is because I know for all the story and everything that it's great, I would have to deal with that fifty percent of the gaming, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. Going back and thinking about that game, the the one thing I hated was that the summon summoning 
these beings to help you and do their moves and it would just sit there and you watch it every time like the final boss fight was like an hour long boss fight just because you were like so Oof. it was just really rough i remember my dad actually sat down and watched me do this and he was just like is this over yet like why is this so taking so long so um, <laughs> right so right i don't think final fantasy 7 original og version is going to be quite uh your cup of tea um, I will say the story was great. Um, I'm probably a hopeless romantic because of games like that. Um, the, mm-hmm, the story mm-hmm. and the love. And then oh, yeah. the game was more about life. The theme in that one is life. Eight was more about love, I would say. But this game was really, it was, yeah, the story was told was so great. And that's why people have such a huge affinity um, for this one. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally, yeah. And, and me, as like I said, as I'm getting back into gaming and stuff like that, I've kind of been on a hiatus from it. Uh, but I'm getting back into it mm. and I create a lot of content and a lot of people just with content creators want like a chill space. And so I talk about video games often and they're like, oh man, you should stream and have fun with it and stuff like that, which I think I, I you should. Why people I'm like, I totally am like the worst person to watch because <laughs> <laughs> I get so distracted and I run off on little tangents, but they're like, no, do it, have fun. And so it's great. So I really thought about it. So I basically have started like making this list of like, okay, if I'm going to start playing video games and, you know, be serious and be well-versed, then I'm just going to start crossing off things that I've always wanted to try. So I definitely have it on the list. So Yeah, definitely. Streaming is... Uh... I was not a very good streamer. I don't do it anymore. But yeah, it's... <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't think I'm that interesting enough, and uh, but yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah, you should definitely try it. I think you'd be good at it. Um, I think. So. I mean, I love to play the game, so I don't. Yeah, yeah, I think that's my thing. I think I just consider I'll be sitting there playing and like yelling and <laughs> and like talking trash to NPCs that can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> and I th- so I think people might enjoy that, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'd ignore people more than anything. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> well, everyone, it could happen. I've noticed early streamers that if you watch their older stuff, they usually <laughs> find their their niche. You know, like their their thing that they do, and yeah. that's usually what they hold on to, and that's what the people come back for. Like, I hate the argument. And I'm going off on a tangent here, but like I got an <laughs> argue with my friend about like you know booby streamers versus regular oh, streamers. Oh my like, They're taken away from our viewers. I'm like. I'm like, no one that goes specifically to watch booby streamers is going to watch someone like Shroud or someone that's like a professional gamer, like, you know, competing. No, they're not watching right. for the games anyway. Right, exactly. Like, they're just not. Like, if I'm they're that dude in- looking for boobs, I'm going to look at a booby streamer. If I'm that dude that wants to watch someone that's extremely gifted and great at playing video games, I'm going to watch that person. So that person that's yeah. showing her boobs or her cleavage is not going to pull me away from that other person. So I just, I hate that argument and we got in a discussion, but I'm like, hey, if that gets their viewership and people are enjoying it, like, what's to stop that woman from doing that? That's kind of like, Yeah, who cares? Right. Yeah, I mean, like, let's be, you know, it just is what it is and stuff. I mean, like, me, personally, as a viewer, I want to watch a real gamer. And if it's, and if it is a, uh, uh, video uh, gamer because not all of them are um, some you just have the audio in their visuals or whatever um, but if you're actually watching one that does the cam with the plane um, you can tell a gamer from a non-gamer with how often they watch themselves in the camera so that's why I never I thought about that yeah, yeah no especially the lady gamers if they are real gamers you will see that they watch their gameplay way more than anything else and to me I'm like she's a gamer so i'll I'll try the next time i watch. I know a lot of people yeah i know but i I seriously like i give everybody a shot you know because i'm a girl gamer and i hate the trope that girls can't game and that all they do care about you know or that they're only like a girl gamer can only be a booby 
you know, gamer right, person. Right. So, I hate that too. It drives me nuts. It drives me up a wall. So, That's going to be yeah, a, a podcast episode eventually. As I'm gonna yeah. Get some oh, yeah. It's going to be heated one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, but uh, so I hate that. So I, I try to give them all a chance, but you can tell like the ones that are like seriously more cam girl than gamer because they'll be constantly looking or they'll be like fixing their hair or like changing their facial expressions often <laughs> to be like, ooh, like they're taking selfies. And I'm like, oh gosh, she's one of them. And so I feel bad. Like, nope, I next bad, streamer. But yeah. 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 I'm just like, nope, she's not the gaming type. Yeah. So, uh, and so I'm just like, we, we just don't mesh. So <laughs> some yeah. guys do it too. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There are some really pretty gamer boys out there that <laughs> well, do the same hurt, right? thing. If you're good no, looking. No, it doesn't hurt. I mean, sure, it helps. Yeah, no. But I think my thing is, is I watch the game play too. So to watch somebody in the corner of the screen that like keeps looking at the screen, trying to make faces and stuff, I'm like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> just a note over that corner. So. No, I, yeah, I totally get it. I like to usually watch uh, the more pro t- style type um streamers um and then i do watch or follow some female streamers that are more they're gaming but they're also very attractive but they're gamers you know they're not out there they're oh yeah they're... i'm not gonna hate anybody for being attractive right. I, I, that doesn't bother me whether i show my face or not when i'm streaming i don't care be attractive be ugly but be like do the gaming that for me that's what i'm there for yeah. but i mean yeah if somebody's there to watch them be attractive because they want to enjoy somebody attractive that games and has their similar interests then go for it you know exactly um all right tangent off moving on yeah. <laughs> turn, moving on. turn that tangent off. i've got two more games left that i want to hit before we close it out here mm-hmm. um cyberpunk 2077 a game that i am actually really excited for i'm not into cyberpunk or anything like mm-hmm. that but i really enjoyed yeah. the witcher 3 cd project red does some really great work uh, we did get some unfortunate news that this game got pushed back to September. I believe it was supposed to come out in April. I don't remember specifically. I think it was April. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be April. Okay. And then it got pushed back to September 17th, which I just said great because it's my birthday is in September. So that's going to be my birthday <laughs> gift. But um, hey, there you go. I'm really excited for this from the trailers that I've watched. I mean, there's not too many, too mm-hmm. many trailers that, they, that they've shown. But Sci-Fi by CD Projekt Red. And yes. I... Just, I'm on board. I'm super like, oh, I'm excited for this game. So I will be buying. I'm super this excited. Day yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm uh, just being a sci-fi person and also loving steampunk, just punk, rough, gritty looking things. And then, of course, you know, to think that it's going to be that setting, uh, you know, by the same people that did The Witcher Three and stuff like that. I'm just like, yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm like totally on board. Uh, I'm excited for it and. I it depends on how long I've been waiting for a game if the pushback pisses me off. Um but I mean usually I find that games that get pushed back don't seem to have as many issues as ones that didn't. You know, exactly. like if it was rumored that they might get pushed back but then they don't. I've noticed when they first come out there's more issues than ones that were like, "Hey guys, we're going to push it back 3 months." And yeah, we all groan, but I've noticed kind of that trend. So what? I kind of have that respect aspect for that. But. I was saying this day and age when people are releasing games that, like, like you said, aren't finished, and we have to download these giant updates, um, you know, to yeah. that usually don't really fix anything. Like, I'm okay. I accept this. I'm more accepting of a company, especially like CD Projekt Red, saying that they're going to take time yeah. to 
polish the game. Like I tr- in CD Projekt Red, I trust, right? So that's why I wasn't too <laughs> upset about it. I was sad because I'm excited for it, but I'm like, no, I know they're doing the right. Yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean that's just you know that's just us getting excited. You know, it's just excited and stuff. You know, it, it's it's we all want that when we know something's coming out and it gets pushed back. Anything, anything you're looking for that gets pushed back for whatever reason is always kind of like a groaning disappointment. But at the end of the day, when you trust the company and you trust with what they're coming out with is really going to be good, you know, or that it's that they're actually working, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like a gimmick. It's not to do anything else. Then, yeah, I don't have a problem with it and stuff. I actually was just having this conversation with somebody about games getting pushed back and things like that, because nowadays so many games, they don't push things back, you know, and then like and then you get this game where the main story sometimes only takes like eight hours or so. And then like three months later, they have DLC that is more storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I kind of am starting to get really mad about that um, because I'm like, if you guys had just waited longer or released it all in one, what happened to the days when when games, their whole main story took like 10 to 20 hours? Like, I guess, I mean, nowadays the gimmick is side quests. That's how they get you. Yeah. So, <laughs> they get me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, but that's kind of like what's funny you say that because The Witcher 3, I felt like was just a... <laughs> crap ton of side quests like besides the main one you know even though the main quest, i'm not sure what the, the longevity was for the main quest line but the witcher 3 had so many side quests like i easily found myself falling off the path just doing something in the witcher 3 that was completely unre- Wait, oh irrelevant. yeah no oh, any game like that fallout mass effect uh which by the way mass effect is my completely favorite franchise of all time um oh, i have so, so many questions for you but i'll hold off until hopefully <laughs> <time. laughs> we've just saved yeah. we, we've gone on too many tangents. Yeah. Um, but anyways um you know all those anything with side quests it's good though because i feel like they gave me time you know and stuff but it's almost like nowadays you know it's we'll give you six to eight hours of normal time and then in three months you're going to get a dlc package that's going to have about three more stories three more two to three more hours of story time and like I get it, it's a way to like keep people hooked on. And then when they buy it originally, they'll buy the deluxe that already gives them all that stuff. They just have to wait for it. Yep. So I get it from a profit and seller margin. But as a gamer, I'm like, just give me the damn twenty hour story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> kidding because you already have it. <laughs> funny you mentioned that because uh, The Witcher Three they had all that, all that extra content that was no extra charge. It was all included from the original mm-hmm. purchase. So that was really cool by them. That's why I, I like that. Yeah. yeah, some some of them have done that, and I'm like, you are about the gamer, sir. Yeah, you are the MVP. And they did something really cool. There was no DRM. You could literally share that game. You could download and give it to somebody else. Actually, that's how I first started playing it. Was someone gave from at work gave it to me on a thumb drive, and I installed it. Oh, nice. Game. So. Com- that's a friend yep yeah and they're completely okay with it they're not worried about it. they just want you to play the game and they know that if it's it's a good product they stand by it you'll buy it and i did i bought that game three times yeah. i bought it for my switch i bought it for my xbox one and i bought it for my pc don't ask me why yeah just, <laughs> so. well obviously because you liked it yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and probably because i saw it was on sale and i just couldn't help myself like oh ten dollars <laughs> yeah why not <clears throat> click i know i can't say anything i've bought a few different yeah. versions of mass effect and all that stuff. i don't know like i'm just Hey, you're not a real gamer if if you don't just buy games for no reason that you know you're never going to play. It's true. It's true. All right, so the last game I want to get get to, um, I don't think you've played. I've played a little bit of of it. It's a funny story. Um, So The Last of Us Part 2 is coming out uh, May 29th for PS4 Mm -hmm. only because it's an exclusive. Um, exclusive. The original. So I I didn't play it all the way through. I only played the very beginning. And I cried. This is the one okay, yeah. game. I don't know if you're familiar with the beginning of Last of Us. This is um, yeah, no, I'm not. 
And like, I, this is like the one thing right now I'm going to go on the, you know, if you have me back or anything, (laughs) (laughs) after all these tangents, you might, you might not. But if there's one thing that I will completely attribute to the fact that I have a vagina (laughs) is that I completely am a sap and I get so emotional. So when like, even if I had PS4, when I heard about Last of Us, I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. that's just so sad. I don't think I'd play it if I did have a PS4. And I just get like so emotional. Yeah. I someone let me borrow it. Someone from work's husband let me borrow the game. He's like, Oh, you've never played uh-huh. Last of Us? Oh my gosh, you need to play it. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, great. So I <laughs> played that first like 15 minutes or so, and I was like, just tears coming down. No game has ever, I don't think no game has ever really made me cry before, but I was like literally just like sniffling, tears coming down my face. Oh, like, yeah, no. holy no, crap. I've cried. What an emotional, <laughs> well, I'm not trying to like brag. I'm a dude, you know, I don't, I don't cry. Oh, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying normally I don't get yeah, that emotional. Yeah. I mean, some things like, uh, there's some movies that have made me cry, like Old Yeller maybe probably would still make me cry <laughs> to this day, but no, this <laughs> game was like, holy crap, what did I just play? I put the controller down. I was like, I can't, I can't play after that. Like, it was so emotional. Yeah. Just like, yeah, no, so, that's, I, I had heard things and stuff. So I'm like, dude, if I had a PS4, I don't even know if I would play this. Yeah. But other than that, other than that, I have heard that even though it was sad, I've heard it's like tremendous. It's a good story. Obviously, everybody liked it a lot. That's why there's a two. You know, there was a demand for it. So, like, it's it's probably one that's like on my list, but it's like pushed way down. <laughs> <laughs> when I think like I can't be close to like that time of the month when I'm more emotional, <laughs> um, you know, and stuff. And if I do stream, I that was just a myth. Something... You know, that's a I know, right? <laughs> Um, and it'll probably be something I might not stream because, uh, you know, I don't think people want to hear like me ugly cry because I literally will. Like, I will push pause and just be like, why did anybody tell me this one happened? At least, you, at least you have like you expectation of it. Like I didn't even know. Like I had no clue. Oh, God. No one ever told me. Oh, and no one said, hey, just to be careful. You know, at the beginning, like I was like, oh, it's another oh. video game. Like, you know, I know oh, it's really gosh. good. Yeah. So that's so horrible. But like yeah. I've been guilty of that, too. Like not telling the friends like, oh, my gosh. OK, this is a tangent. You don't have to keep this or not, but Fallout 4, mm-hmm. for anybody that's – it's been way out, so this is not a spoiler. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, like, I played it, loved it, you know, and stuff. And, you know, everybody that's played in the beginning, you make your character. You make – you even get the ability to, like, edit your husband or wife, depending on your mm-hmm. role that you play. And then literally, like – in the first 20 minutes after you create it, there's like this traumatic scene and then like your husband or wife gets killed and it just happens like, boom, it just happens. It's a gunshot. It's quick. And it happens right in front of your eyes and you're just like, you know? (laughs) And so like I knew about this and you had, you, I didn't have a personal investment a whole lot because it had just started. Okay. Yeah. This is my husband. Cool. We have a baby and everything. Um, but my one friend, I didn't tell them, didn't tell them about that. I don't like to spoil things because it was new. Yeah. He's married. And so him and his wife sat down and had this beautiful bonding experience where they made their characters together. Like she made his character oh, and no. made it like him. Yes, <laughs> Before they yes. played it? Oh, yes. no. They sat down. And so they they like spent a whole like hour and a half and like he picked her hair and it was cute. And they were flirting <laughs> and they were like, oh, babe, you look like this and stuff. Right. And then literally he played and watched her get shot in front of him. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh. And then he and then like it was so funny. And then like because it was this whole bonding experience, he took his the wedding ring off of his dead wife and he refused to romance any character. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the 
funniest thing of my life. It is like one of the best stories of babies so that I good. ever have. It was so good. When he told me that, I was like, I was crying for like 20 minutes laughing. Like, oh my gosh, I could just understand. I could just see your faces. Like, it was this beautiful oh. gamer husband and wife moment. And it just was wrecked. That, you know? <laughs> it's great. It's hilarious. That is, it is. Wow. I love it. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I don't know how I can respond and come back from that, but uh, yeah, so Last of Us 2, May 29th, you know, like play it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, warn um, your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Warn your friend. The lessons learned from today's podcast is if you play an emotional game, make sure you warn your friends before they play it. Don't get spoiled. Yeah. Just be a good friend and warn Don't them. be that guy. Yeah. Um, but no, so Last of Us 2, you play as Ellie, you don't play as the dude. Um, it looks like super violent, but... Um, I'm going to buy it because I own a PS4, and that's where I got it, was for the exclusive, so I'll be playing it. Hopefully, you will, too. Maybe you'll yeah. you know, get through The Last of Us. I, hopefully, I'll get through The Last of Us 1, so that's what I'm hoping right? for. So. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> right, yeah. So, all right, we've been talking a lot about a lot of stuff 2020. We talked about news. We talked about we introduced mm-hmm. you. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. I'm really happy that we got a chance to do this. I hope to have you back on. I hope you're a regular and you come back and continue to talk nerdy things with me. I have so many ideas and so many thoughts and things in my head that I want to get to in the future. So, um, stay tuned everyone. See if Ruthie comes back. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How can, if anyone wants to reach out to you, um, I guess socially on social media or whatever, what's the best way they can reach out to you? I'll put in the description Um, too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, probably the best thing is if you hit up my Twitter. My Twitter is where I put everything. Uh, all of my content I usually post about there. So Twitter, and it's actually at Ren Ruthie, because uh, I am Ruthie Ren, but I did it backwards for Twitter because I wanted to confuse everybody. <laughs> Don't even get me started on um, so. all my, my my social media handles. I just put it all <laughs> yeah. on the website so that way we could just find it there. So There but, you go. Yeah. yeah. So it's at Ren Ruthie um, and... Um, that's where I post everything. It's a little bit of wholesome. It's a little bit of shit posty. And then, yeah, you get to find out where my content is and what kind of content it is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, some pretty interesting stuff. I will just say that to the very least. <laughs> but um, thank you for coming on. It was a lot of fun. And I look forward to having you back on again so we can talk about some more nerdy stuff. Yeah, sounds awesome. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya. <laughs>